gonna be asking a native. Uh, she goes by the name of Zuleika. She's a very dynamic woman. Uh, I got in touch with her through a mutual friend, uh, Kat, uh, through Instagram. So shout out to Instagram. Able to uh, just bridge the gap between the borders internationally. And she's actually right now in Monrovia, uh, just coming straight from a yoga class. So I had to catch her while I can. Uh, but uh, Zuleika, could you introduce yourself to everyone that may be tuning in? Um, so my name is Zuleika, like you said, um, Zuleika Dauda, and I'm a native Liberian. I identify as a Liberian American. I moved to America um, after the Civil War, during the Civil War, um, forcibly migrated with my family, um, escaped the Civil War, and I was in America from 2003 up until 2013, so for 10 years. I did high school, undergrad, and graduate here in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, my background is in education. Um, I did higher education administration and leadership. And I moved back to Liberia after everything was done, the war, things were back to normal and I moved back to Liberia. And I worked at an institution in Liberia called Tuckman University for a while. And eventually I moved to Monrovia. Um, I did some workshops on, um, different human resources and helping different businesses. And then I came back to America. Um, currently, I'm hoping um, to continue all my education um, to get a PhD in education, but my heart and soul is in Liberia. Um, Liberia is not just a place of birth for me, but is um, it made me who I am. And that's like all my culture, my family and friends that's in America and other places. Um, that's who I am, that's what I identify as, as much as America was generous enough to be a home away from home. Um, my heart and soul is Liberian, so yeah. Absolutely, and for those that may just be tuning in, I'm on the line uh, this evening with a special edition, mission trip edition with Zuleika. Uh, she's a dynamic, a young powerhouse educator, definitely is a cultural warrior, blogger, uh, you name it, she's doing a lot. <laughs> doing a lot of stuff out here uh, in the community and specifically all over um, Liberia, where I'm actually looking to travel next week. Um, so without further ado, I know it's a lot of people that are interested, as you heard me speak of a little bit, Zuleika, in going to uh, the motherland, let alone even going to the West uh, African countries of the motherland. So what are some things that um, we should expect or even that I should expect in coming out to West Africa, specifically in Liberia, where you're located? Um, I think you expect a lot of food, smiley faces, um, beach, like a lot of, you know, beautiful palm trees, um, coconut. I mean, Liberia is a tropical area, as you know, West Africa. So you would expect similar things that you would in the Caribbean. Um, the only difference I'll say is the hospitality and just people are very, very welcoming and they they love foreigners, so to speak. So they love, especially if they see a fellow black person and you have an accent or you sound different and they know they could pick you out. They know from how you talk. They say people in America speak series. So they would they know as soon as you start talking because they say when we talk, it sounds like shrush, 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 shrush. <laughs> so <laughs> once you're talking, they will pick you up. And I think you would, what's to expect for West Africa is definitely going to be a lot of fun, a lot of um, food. 
but I think it gives you a unique perspective on that narrative that we have to counter of Africa just being all about poverty and poor people and sad people. I think it gives you a perspective because you will see a, a, a long spectrum of people who really have a lot of things, you know, from cars to big houses, really big houses, security guards and chefs and everything to people who have nothing. So the ones that you see on TV that they say it's living on a dollar a day, you get to see all of that in the in-betweens and just a lot of happy people. I think like where for me is just, it's always been a place of just happy. Like for people who've been through a lot, Liberia been through a lot of wars and, and then the Ebola situation in 2014. Um, but despite all of that, they are the most, like, even when you speak to people in Liberia, you say, hello, how are you doing? The first thing they're gonna say to you is, all right. Everything is always all right, all right, all right. And I've never seen a bunch of people who are very uplifting their spirits and they're very resilient despite all of their history. So that's something to expect if you're on the West Coast. Absolutely, absolutely. We're on the line uh, with Zuleika. Uh, she's a native Liberian out here in Monrovia. <laughs> uh specifically in liberia and monrovia is the capital city right uh Zuleika? yes okay. it is monrovia is the capital city we got the name from the american president james monroe um so a lot of people uh, hopefully might know that liberia was funded by free slaves from america so we have a long history with america so a lot of things you'll see our flags looks similar to america we have similar anthem except for the um not anthem um the pledge except for the ones that said um, one nation under God. That's the only thing that is not in the library. Um, but we have similar, like a lot of similarities you will notice. Um, even our White House or the executive mansion, everything, they have a lot of similarity. The government is the same three branches. So yes, the, the capital is called Monroe. They have a Maryland, just like they have a Maryland in the U.S. Okay, excellent. Yeah. excellent. Mm -hmm. So even for like someone like myself, as we were talking a little bit, uh, with the mock interview just now, like that has not been uh, to, of course, Africa, like specifically in Liberia. I know I'm only going to be there two weeks, so I won't have a long like month to really go and explore. But when I go back, because I definitely am going to be going back, uh, like what are some of the top like 10 or top few places that you would suggest that are traditional, traditional historic sites or must-sees when I, when I go to Liberia again? All right, so definitely I'll say, for me, I'm a very leave the city kind of person. So I would say you have to see the waterfalls. They have a waterfall in, because Liberia, just like the states, like I said, have different counties, and you are going to be in Riverside. So in order to leave from Monrovia to get to Riverside, you have to go through a lot of other places, just like you'll go through different state lines. Mm -hmm. So Bone County is where is the Pellet tribes are from, and they they are supposed to be one of the biggest tribe in Liberia. So they have a waterfall, natural waterfall in that county. That's something that is called Patawi Waterfall. It's K, the K is silent. So it's K-P-A-T-W-E-E. -E. So you definitely want to check the waterfall. That's something, like I said, the beaches. If you're in Liberia, you have to go to at least one beach. And that does not mean you have to leave. It's, it's everywhere. Just tell someone, take you, you'll see the long coastline and nice sand and a lot of palm trees and people. The natives are not very crazy about beaches, maybe because it's just right there. So you can tell people when we're excited and foreigners, when they get there, they want to go to the beach. Um, definitely the waterfall, I'll say. And um, we do have a nice rainforest untouched that a lot of people, you know, if you're into to 
going hiking and other things you might want to go see. I know they definitely do that in Lofa. Uh, we know Nimba Mountain is another thing. I mean, I'm very, like I said, out of the city kind of girl. So you want to go and check that out as well. Okay. Maryland County, which is another Maryland, it's the complete, maybe about 10, almost 10 hours drive. So like you said, you, you might not have the time because it's a different um, area. They do have a commercial flight that go, but it might not be doing it time because dry season, which is now. Okay. So like we do have two, only two seasons, um, six of dry, six of rain. And when it's rain, it's not every day raining. Like, you know, it would be if it was cold over here. It's usually a heavy downpour and then, you know, it stopped. But the six months of dry season, which is now, is going to go from November to April. That's going to be, you know, the time for you to do all of this stuff that I'm telling you. If you're in the city, you definitely want to ride a keke, as they would say. Keke is the little yellow tuk-tuks that they have in Thailand and other places. Okay. And that gives you the opportunity to actually see the city the way you want to, unless, you know, you don't want to be in a car and, you know, not seeing everything. So that, that little thing gives you the opportunity to see everything and just, you know, interact with the locals and talk to people and have a good time. Um, another place you definitely want to go is um, Tides. So there's this place. It sits on the water and it overlooks the slums. Wow. And I, I like to tell people this because it gives you a unique perspective when you're up there. It's almost like you, you get to see the real Liberia that you won't necessarily, if you're a foreigner, you go to all these nice hotels and all the other places, you know, go to the pool. But from up there, you get to see um, the whole coastline, but you actually get to see one of the biggest slums in Liberia where all the the movies that come out of Liberia, everything that people always depicting, the poverty and everything. And if you have the t time, I would definitely say go and visit and see people. These are real people, real lives, you know, out there trying to live their life. Um, and it's definitely, you know, an awakening for people and things that we take for, gra for granted and the privileges that we have here in the West. So that's another place. Tides, the bar is in um, Waterside. You definitely, is anywhere in Africa, you want to go to a very big market for Liberia, it's going to be Waterside Market. Okay. And it has all the fabrics that you want to bring back for people, all the bees, the jewelry, and everything that you want to. And one thing you want to know about Africa is haggling when you get to the market because something is going to be 25. You have to say, no, I have 20. And then they say, okay, give me 21. So you're going to have to go back and forth. You never want to just buy something right there. You always want to say, and my favorite part about it is, you know, people just meet you for the first time and they want to help you out and at the same time they're trying to make their living so i think that negotiation for me i look forward to my saturdays in the market absolutely and i'm definitely looking to buy a ton of fabric and, and jewelry to bring back yes please do gotta gotta support as you said the local artisans uh in in the marketplace and so yeah. of course when it comes to the, the culture um speak speak a little bit zuleika about like how the culture of Liberia is uh, separate from some of the other Western uh, African like nations. Like, how is Liberia completely like separate? Of you being of Liberian descent, like say from another country like a Ghana, uh, a Nigeria, Benin, Togo. Like, what yeah. are some of the differences? The Ivory Coast. Like, what what does what does Liberia like designate itself separate from the other uh, countries? So I think I think for us we have a unique um, opportunity or I would say perspective when it comes to culture because, like I said, we're not funded by um, we we were funded by free slaves and we're not colonized. 
So we don't own like Ivory Coast, our neighbor Ivory Coast or Sierra Leone that was with the British. We don't have that culture to say this is what, you know, we were under colonial rule. So mm. for us, we we are much more westernized, so to speak. So that's why I think it's so much easier for any American or anybody from the West who wants to visit West Africa. I think the first place would be Liberia for that precise reason. Because a lot of things are similar to how things will be. But Liberia unique is because we have different tribes and different. So if you went to Ghana, for, for example, and you spoke three, you know, it's easier to get along. You know, you can go to Kumasi or Accra, everything across the board. You can, you know, you can see similar people. But mm. Liberia, you cross, when you get to Riverset, the people in Riverset speak Basa. Mm. So where you are going, they speak Basa. You're going to hear that. But, you know, there's English all over. And it's broken English, kind of like Jamaican Patois, and ours is a colloquia. Wow. So we speak really broken English. So instead of something like, for example, hello, how are you doing? We're not going to say all of that. It's just going to be, how you doing? So they, they, how are you? Or my name is, we're just going to say my name. Like mm -hmm. it's not, they, everything is shorter. They, they, they shorten their words and they add some slang a lot of times and they speak really, really fast. So most times when I'm talking, people will say, is it English? Are you really speaking English? Yeah. And so I think that's a unique perspective. It's something that's very hard to imitate because we want to be westernized or we try to act westernized, but at the same time, we still have that, that accent and our slang that we add to things. That's one. And I think one thing you'll notice about Liberian culture is that we cater to foreigners a lot more than other countries. Mm. So when you get there, you'll see a lot of Lebanese, a lot of Chinese, just like a lot of places in Africa. A lot of Indians, you see a lot of different people, but immediately once they recognize that you are not because you're a black man, you're in Liberia. So yeah. maybe walking around before saying anything, they'll say, oh, yeah, he's Liberian. But as soon as you talk and they realize they're much nicer to you, they're much kinder to you, they're open, they're a lot more open. Librarians will let you stay in their master bedroom and in the pressure of the house, stay on the floor. Yeah, so they're, they're very, like that, that, foreigners come first when it comes to them and i think that's something i as a native librarian i've wrestled with a lot a lot of times because i think in the past we've used that and given away a lot more of what you know our resources to, to other people instead of you know preserving them and keeping our rich history and culture but it is unique you will see across the board different culture diff it's almost like being liberia is a being four or five different countries i'll say because the, the people in lofa are completely different I worked in Hopper, Maryland County. That's where the Grobo people are. Mm -hmm. And the Grobo people have a whole bunch of different, like the food. If you say palm butter, we know what tribe likes that food. If you say cassava leaf, we know what tribe eat that. So we have, we know different people by the food they eat, by the tribe they speak. So I think for me, it's just a, a immersion of different culture, different tribes um, that bring us all together. But the capital city is mostly um, westernized. Okay. Okay. Now that's some great, some great information, especially for myself and others uh, who are going to different countries in, in the West. But um, also, because I know you've traveled quite a bit, you've traveled uh, to the States, of course, and I, I've, I've tracked you a little bit on your IG and seeing some of your destinations. Uh, just from your perspective, Zuleika, like why, why do you think a lot of Americans um, are afraid uh, to go back to Africa or the motherland, the source? Why, why do you personally think that people still in 2019 are not like making that a part of their bucket list to go back and return home to the motherland? 
Um, I think I think that's one of the reasons why I even got on Instagram and I use my social media platform is primarily because of this narrative that Africa is one unsafe, mm. two there's a lot of poor people in poverty. So unless you're going on a mission trip or you're going for charity work or you're going, you know, to, on a safari, maybe that's another um, myth. There's no reason why I should go to Africa because when we think when you say the top ten things that come to your mind when it comes to Africa. Nobody's thinking about the beach that I talk about. Nobody's thinking about waterfalls or food. Um, a lot of people are just thinking about really thick accent, um, you know, a lot of maybe criminal activities or war or whatever else. So I think to get past that myth is going to take time because it was just yesterday or two days ago or three days ago, people still felt this way. Yeah. So I think the, the internet has given us the opportunity to have a window into places that we're not necessarily going to be. So hopefully people are going to watch this video and, you know, when you go and you get back and you have that conversation with people and they can see that you came back and, you know, you are happy, you are excited, you want to go back and then they can see. So I think my online presence, a lot of times when I go to Spain or any other place, any country in the world, I always try to let me be a testament that, you know, people from Africa are just like anybody else, especially for Americans or black people. I, I, in a way, I can't really blame them because the media here feeds people and unless you take your time to find your own resources to educate yourself you're still going to be thinking things are so terrible and right. people are dying and all these most times research shows and 40 percent of people are both under poverty all this stuff about poverty and poverty so when you get feed this so many times right you are not going to be, you know, excited about going somewhere. And for me, I think traveling is more about the experience. And your experience in Liberia might be a completely different one from my experience. Absolutely. Not just because I'm a native, but because we might like different things and talk to different people and have different purpose. So I think people are afraid of what they don't know. And unless we keep telling them what they know, I don't think they, they will want to travel. And outside of that, going to Africa is really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> so if I'm going to spend over $1,000 to go somewhere, and I think it's, you know, a lot of poor people and swollen bellies and whatever sad things, that I'm not, I, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want to go. Right. Yeah. So I think that's one of the, that's one of the reasons is this myth or, are there poor people in Africa? Yes. Are there poor people in America? Yes, in London and everywhere else. But I think the narrative is Africa is now synonymous with poor. And so a lot of people are not trying to go unless they're going to give something or help. And I would want people to travel because it's great. You you know, you can spread the word of God. At the same time, you can experience greatness. You can meet people. You can go to the beach. You can talk to people. It's a lot more. I I can't think of any other continent that is more diverse than, than Africa, because right in Liberia, there's over 15 tribes. Yes. There's different counties. There's different food. Like, just one stop in any country right in West Africa, because that's where I'm more familiar with, because I don't want people to think I'm an expert in all of Africa. <laughs> but just one country, if you just took your time and you left from, from here and you went there, and you will see the similarities, too. Black mm-hmm. people all over the world. I've been to Brazil. Um in places in Europe and in America, black people, we are so much alike than we are different. Yes. And we need to re- recognize that a lot of a lot of times. Like you see a black man in Brazil, 
a lot of the situation, like still having problems with the police brutality that they do in America. Mm -hmm. They're still having problems with low income and finding a job and people judging them by the color of their skin and all of these things. So we all share similar experiences. Doesn't matter. Even on the continent of Africa, there's still people who are having problems because they're black people in Morocco, in Algeria, all these different African countries. So I think we, we as black people, we need to recognize that we're more similar than we are different. And the more we recognize that and understand that Africa is home, whether or not your, your ship came to Virginia or you, you went all the way to, to Salvador or wherever else you went, that as black people, we, I'm not saying move back to Africa because I mean, you, if you don't have ties, you don't know, but just visit it anywhere. Yeah. to Liberia, go to West anywhere in West Africa, but just visit until you're you've walked the red dirt roads in Africa and you've seen, you know, poor people, happy people, sad people, nice beaches, and just eat African food on the continent. Yes. I feel like you are missing out so much on the travel experience that, you know, that is like none other. Yeah. Just like you said, I mean, my, my goal originally coming out of high school was to go straight to Accra and Ghana because a lot of my close friends were uh, either uh, Ghanaian or Nigerian uh, growing up in high school and college. But uh, like you said, that price tag was, was above like 1000 1200 yeah. And then mm -hmm. I had to rethink that based off of paying off some student loans. But this yeah. just came around through my church and one of my best uh one of my best Toastmaster friends, uh, he's actually a native Liberian like yourself, and he started uh, basically a church foundation uh, right there outside of Riverses. So he goes back all the time, and literally he was telling me uh, two or three years ago that I should come back with him next time. He goes with, of course, his group of, of missionaries, and I said, yeah, I will, and that just came around. Last year, we were supposed to be there in November, uh, but we got the mission trip pushed back until March of this year. So here I am uh, finally about to go uh, with his crew. His daughter is, uh, of course, a native Liberian. He is. And so I got a lot of people that are going to be showing me their and your authentic culture and coming back to Liberia. So I was like, if I'm going to go to uh, the motherland, I may as well go with some people that I already know and that also know the land of, of the country. Yeah, I mean, I think that's important. That's something that I speak of a lot on my platform about people and mission trips and going back to Africa because a lot of times people pack up and they're just like, you know, I'm going to help a lot of poor people. And right. But if you don't know people on the ground, you don't know the locals, sometimes the narrative gets twisted. Right. I mean, for your own safety too, people might misuse you. You know, you might put your resources in the areas that is not you don't see the fruit of your labor um, right. because people, when people are desperate, they will do things, you know, because they need the, the money. Also, a lot of times the narrative become the people who are on a mission trip is more about them than it's about the people and the local because yeah. it's like, oh, look at me in the middle of this sad, poor place and I'm helping all these people and it's not about the connections that you're making and the people that you're building. It's not about, okay, I'm definitely going to come back to this place. Right. It's just a one-stop shop. I did something and I feel good about myself and now I'm going to go back to my life. Yeah. So I think it is important. It's key that, you know, you, you talk about, you know, someone who's doing this, you've seen their work, they go back and forth and you know, this, these are people that you trust and you're definitely going to, you're going to go. Because yeah. I think that opportunity, like you said, it is once in a lifetime to go and serve, especially to serve in Africa. But that price tag, if you are investing that much money, I'll tell people you've got to have get everything out of it. Right. Build that 
experience your travel because I don't know anybody going to Africa for less than a thousand dollars anywhere. Yes. And then the trip is very long, as you know. So yes. once you get there, it, it better be worth it. And I, I promise you, I, I know um, from the bottom of my heart, there's no other continent that I'm, I've, been, I've been to about five continents now. And Africa continues to be one of my favorite. As much as it takes forever to get there, every single time I get there, I know, you know, within my heart that I'm, I'm home. Absolutely, and talk and talk a little bit about that before we get ready to wind down, because I know you got you got a whole evening of, of things I'm sure ahead. But with the travel, the travel piece, I know we're taking the route from Atlanta to I think Newark, New Jersey, and then we're going straight to I want to say it's Brussels um, as a pit stop before we go direct to Montreal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. I think I think that's the the route that we're going. But uh, what are like some travel hacks since you've been there, done that? You've gone back and forth uh, from uh, Liberia to the States to other parts of the world. Like what are some things that you can tell me or others that will be traveling uh, soon to Africa that you do to whether it's prep for the plane trips, whether it's for the layovers, what type of snacks should should we pack? What type of um, things should we look out for in the in the uh, the airports that we'll be having layovers at? What are some travel hacks? All right. So for me, I usually plan out my trip so it's long enough so I have that layover that you talk about. Mm -hmm. Because um, I don't think since 2014, there's not been a direct flight to Liberia. So it used to be a flight from Atlanta. Delta had a flight from Atlanta straight into um, Accra and then to Liberia. So that was a, a very long one, but that was like the one stop from America to Africa. Mm -hmm. And that I, I used to, um, you know, pack all the snacks and all the stuff you're saying, but now I usually spread it out. So that Brussels trip, I would make sure I have about more than six or seven hours of layover so that I can actually leave the airport, go into Brussels, do some stuff. Or if I go Air France, you know, get down, go to Paris, do things. Same thing as British Airways. Usually all these big air, I mean, these big planes, I usually take a long layover so that I can have some time into the city, you know, travel. And do So it's not that long because from um, Atlanta or wherever big city from here, there will be about eight or nine hours. That's oh. a long trip. And then you get to Brussels and you're like, oh, I'm waiting for another hour to get in another plane. And then you're going to do another eight hours. Right. So that's that's a very long, you know, trip. For me personally, I, I bring every a little bit of everything so that I'm not bored. So I bring a book. I have a lot of movies, a lot of music with me, and snacks. But I don't know if you're a long sleeper. I know friends that, you know, they're sleepers. They get on, they just take that pill, they knock out, and then wake up, eat, and they, you know, keep going. Yeah. It's also international flights, so there's wine and, you know, alcohol. People, who, you know, you just you drink, you pass out, you okay. wake up. <laughs> if you are one of those people who, you know, you get jet lag or maybe your, your legs, you get up a lot, you move around. I would say comfort is important for long distances for me. Yes. Anything over two or three hours, I'm not trying to be cute. I'm not trying to look all of that stuff. Like you you just, like you have a hoodie, yes. um, nice slacks or jeans, just, you know, relax. The good thing is when you're traveling from here, getting to Africa, once you get there, you know, once that, that heat, hits, you're going to know, like, you know, you don't need to be all, you know, um, completely covered. But for me, I said some of the hats is packed. Like, you don't need to overpack. They have a lot of everything here. Whatever is here, they'll have there. Yeah. You, people going to Africa, I mean, I understand you want to bring your first aid kit, you want to bring this and bug spray and that and all this stuff. Do all of that stuff. 
especially for you who's going to the rural area. I mean, I'm sure you're doing your yellow fever vaccine and all the other vaccination. Make sure you get everything that you need to get. Um, make sure you get your malaria pills and everything else because it's a rural area. Um, should something happen and you got sick, you have to come all the way back to Monrovia. So, you know, make sure you have all of this stuff that you need to pack the regular travel things that is recommended. Absolutely. But for people who are going to the city and other places, don't overpack things like you know you can buy. Like I've seen people pack everything from Tic Tacs, makeup wipes, all that. You can have, you could get everything you need there. So a ready light. You don't want to pack your expensive, super expensive cameras and all of those things because it's, in, it's Africa. It's yeah. a long trip. Sometimes your bag might not get there the time you want it. It might be a delay and all of that stuff. You don't want to be put in a situation. So I usually, for me, my overnight bag have at least one or two outfits. Okay. Just in case you get there and you say, oh, your bag is still in Brussels. You yeah. have three days. You don't want to have the same outfit on all the time. So I always plan ahead. That's one. I don't pack unnecessary things that I know I can get in Liberia. I know you've never been. So just ask the people who are there, the people who you know you're talking to that you're going to visit. Mm -hmm. What you want to do is say, hey, do I have to bring batteries? You don't need to be extra batteries for something because you can buy batteries there. So yeah. the lighter you pack, as you know, it's an international flight, so you're going to be charged per weight. Yes. If your thing is overweight, I've seen people pay two, $300 just because Ooh. it's a little bit overweight. Yes. So you want to stick with thing, whatever is allowed. Um, you allow two big suitcases. I believe it's 50 pounds. You want to make sure it's that 50 pounds or 23 kilos. Make sure that is what you get. You weigh your thing before you get to the airport. You don't want any hassle, all of that. And then just be comfortable for the long flight. If you, because you already have your itinerary, if you have to stay in the airports, try to walk around as much as you can because when you get on that long flight, you'll be sitting for a long time. Right. So I'm not one of those people when you get to the airport, you're just sitting waiting for your flight, walk around, do some shopping, do whatever you have to do. The airports in Brussels is huge. Get some Belgian chocolate, do whatever you need to do, and then get on the flight because that's going to be, because even then when you leave from Brussels, I think you're going to Ghana before you get to Sierra Leone, before you get to Liberia. Okay. So there's always a stop before then, and you want to make sure you are well hydrated, I'll say. Because a lot of times people expect international flight, people are just sleeping. A lot of times the lights are off and you're sleeping. So bring your own little water if you need to, or just a bottle. And then when people go around, you get your water. But okay. I'll say don't be like other people who are like, oh, I know it's Africa, it's fine. Just bring some bug spray. Take all your vaccines. I've seen people get really sick, and it's not a, a pretty thing to be out of the country and be sick. So get all your vaccines that you need. Um, not to scare anyone, but you want to make sure your health is important so you can enjoy the trip. Yes. So don't say, I'm I'm not going to take If you're on the meds that you need to take, I think, the malaria medicine before you go and then what, do all of your stuff yes. and then get there and have a good time. But um, I'll say for me personally, my very first time going back to Liberia after 10 years, one of the things I was like, ah, I'm Liberian, I'm not taking no malaria pills, I'm not going to do that. Right. That was not very smart of me at all because when I got knocked down, it is no joke. It is right. nothing like it's the worst. I just won't wish it on anybody. So definitely want to do that. Um, and I don't know where you're going to be staying or who you're going to be staying with, but I would definitely say you don't want to um, talk to people or see people as they're, or they're different or try to be too – just talk to people. 
Right. Be just like anywhere else. Like they speak English, you speak English, which is great. It's not like you're going to every coast where you need a translator. So yeah. um, I say humble as humble as you can. Just make connections. That's important. Make connections with people. You will you will see genuinely people are nice. They want to get to know foreigners. They're not trying to steal anything or take anything. They don't respect space. That's one thing. Boundaries is not a thing. So they touch things. Like if they saw that hoodie on you, they say, "Oh, this is nice." They want, they will touch. They want to see. It's not necessarily like you know, because I know we respect space in the U.S. And that was something I had to adjust. People touch my, if they like my hair, they will just straight up, "Hey, I like it." And I'm like, "Okay." I, I mean, I had to get used to that. So I think that's some some cultural things that people need to get used to. We're definitely loud people. Librarians are very loud. You hear them from across the road. Yeah. With big religious people, they would talk about God and every little thing. They'll say, God bless you. Thank you. Jesus knows. Like they, so if you are atheist or you are not religious, Liberia might, you know, freak you out a little bit because there's church on every corner. We love our God and our Jesus. We talk about that a lot. So that's something you'll get used to. Um, definitely. Uh, what else? They are very afraid of rain. Uh, when it's raining, it's like people are not walking outside in the rain. They do wow. not mess with the rain. I don't know why. They don't like rain. So if it's raining, people tend to, you know, stay away, stay in their houses and stuff like that. Okay. Um, what else can I share? I'm trying to think. Um, for people who are just going to Liberia. And I think everything is intriguing because Liberia is, uh, you know, is new. It is considered a third world country or a developing nation. Mm -hmm. So a lot of things, something that you might take for granted, like a Beats headphones, anything that might seem like trendy and new or is nothing big over here. It might be a big thing for, for people there, especially if you go into the rural areas. Mm -hmm. Kids will gather around. They want to see things like things like laptop, um, projector, movies, whatever you know. They will come around. They want to see that. But they have good intention. Trust me, their heart is good. People just want to do good. And the narrative that poor people are happy. I don't think people wake up saying I'm happy. I'm poor. They're just satisfied with the situations that they they find themselves in, and they're just you know trying to live their best life, yeah. just like anybody else would. So yeah. Absolutely. No, that's some great stuff because, because again, uh, for those that are, are watching, uh, you're getting all the travel hacks. You're getting all the, the cultural finds that you need to look up when you go to Liberia. And then, uh, even, um, uh, two last quick things, uh, Zuleika with, with being in the big city, Monrovia, like, uh, how do you communicate with people that are in, in the uh, states or out of the country do you use whatsapp like is there a uh, technology with wi-fi in the city like what's the technology uh communication set up when you're in uh, liberia versus talking so to a lot of a lot of the, the communication will be on pay as you go sort of thing okay. so you pay for the so if you put like for example ten dollars or twenty dollars um internet card on your phone you can use it for whatever time when that money runs out then you re-up so um, definitely, I would say download WhatsApp. That will be your friend. Um, and all the all, other platforms like this that we're speaking on, it, it will be easier for you to communicate with people than to actually make a phone calls. So I usually use WhatsApp. WhatsApp is my friend. So I just pay for the internet and then I use WhatsApp. So in Monrovia, you should be definitely fine. I know Grand Bassa definitely have a lot of towers. So you have different cell phones. Um, you can get a little phone, like a little tiny smaller version because i know people here have the iphone all this kind of stuff if you just want only for communication and you're not big on 
all the fancy stuff. You don't really care about that. You just want to be immersed in the culture and then you can just get a little spoon, maybe about 10 or 15 US dollars there and you'll be fine. If you want to use your, your iPhone and pay for the internet, you know, you can pay for internet from $5, $10. It ups, I mean, it depends on your usage and what you're going to be using it for. Okay. And definitely if you're downloading music or videos, you know, it runs out easily. But if it's just WhatsApp calls and other things, you should be fine for like, for me, I used to get the $20 card and I lasted like the month, like the whole month with my internet because I only use WhatsApp. That's how I talk to my friends. Okay. So if you're in Monrovia, once as soon as you get there, right at the airport, I mean, it's a very small airport. You will see a lot of people. They're selling cell phones. They're selling cards. You know, they're they're right there. If, you, if that's what you want right away, if you want to get internet, we wait until you get to Monrovia. Mm-hmm. Um, you could bring your iPhone to the store, and then they could put in because they use um the GSM SIM card. Oh. Okay. So they would yeah they do. So they'll just switch out your SIM card to whatever you want, and you can um, use it from there. Absolutely not. That's good to know. And I know they did tell us we'll have Wi-Fi at the um the base that we're staying at. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure where the base is outside of the village in Riverset. But uh, just the last question before we allow you to give your final jewel of wisdom for those that are watching. Like when it comes to the music scene, I'm always interested in hearing um from all the different African nations. Like what what music is hot right now in Liberia for the younger generation, like millennials our age and below? Uh, what are they playing even from U.S. music, whether it's hip-hop or all the way to, of course, traditional, like, African, Afrobeat? Like, what's popping or what's being played in Liberia right now? So I, th- I think I said before, um, Liberians, um, their broken English is called Koloqua. So I think with with we've they've combined like the millennials now they've combined um that that colloquia with hip hop, so it's called hipco. Um, they have uh, a lot of stars. I'll, I'll say some of them. Bucky Raw is one of my favorite rappers right now. He so he he raps and he raps in his tribal dialect. He raps in in English. He raps and mm-hmm. so it's like hip hop but with a Liberian twist. Um, a lot of the young people. Another one's called CIC. Um, he calls himself, I think, Credible in Charge. Okay. Um, so all these people, if you look up YouTube, if you see Bucky Ross, CIC, KCW, um, Stunner, a lot of the Librarian music would sound kind of like R&B. Okay. And just recently, there are a lot of collaboration with Afrobeats, as you know, from Nigeria and Ghana. So they've been singing. The Librarian artists have just recently started getting invited to some of these um, big cities like Lagos and other places. Okay. And so they have music with people like Ayaya and DeVito was just in Monrovia recently and WizKid. So I think a lot of collaborations among Ghana, Liberia, Nigeria, all these countries. So I think that's what's hot right now in Liberia. A lot of the young people are friendly embracing hip hop and colloquia together. Um, a lot of R&B, but with the Liberian twist to it. So something like um, um, Stunner or someone was saying, Baby yo, baby yo, I love you. So it's it's like a librarian song, but like an R and B song, but with a librarian um, accent. So yeah, definitely. I'll tell people to check them out on YouTube. You can just put in librarian music. You'll okay. see all these people come up and definitely um listen to it before you go. And you will see librarian pe- little kids and the younger generation. They love them a good time. Yes. <laughs> Monday to Friday, Monday to Tuesday, every day of the week is a good time in Liberia. It doesn't matter. As long as you have a radio, you put on the sidewalk, people are ready to party. It doesn't matter. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in coming 
uh, uh, there to hear the music that's that's coming out of Liberia. Like you said, I'm gonna definitely type in YouTube, get some local artists yes. that are, are popular right now, so I can familiarize myself before I go there. And just okay. just in closing, I know you gotta go. I know uh, it's been it's been uh, over our time, but uh, we always do for this Run the Jewels uh, interview series. Uh, with, of course, uh, game changers like yourself, we always allow the person being interviewed uh, to leave like a final jewel of wisdom uh, that you would want the audience to know. And when it comes to your native country, Liberia, in West Africa, what would be a final jewel of wisdom that you would tell some um, someone like myself who's an American uh, by native uh, birth and coming to your native country, what, what type of jewel would you leave for us? Um, I think I'll speak in general just for the entire continent and say um, Africa is a lot more than what you see on TV. Educate yourself, get to know people and places outside of the ones that you were fed on your little small screen of phone. I need people to get on a plane and just do it. Just go. Just go to Africa and experience life in Africa at least once in your lifetime. Do not just be stereotypical and say, I'm only going for safari, I'm going for charity, I'm going for this. You should visit and you should take it all in all of Africa. Africa is diversity, deserves the entire world to come and see and experience what we've learned, what we've seen and what we've lived at. Also for Liberia specifically, people of African descent. So all black Americans, African Americans, people who were freed from America went to Africa and said, I can't, because they decided I can't live in America after being enslaved. I can't live in a land of people who didn't even consider me human. So they got in the boat and they went back to Africa and Liberia was founded as a part of that. So people need to go and see the work of their ancestors. They need to see where the first boat went back. Um, the first president of Liberia, of Liberia was from Virginia. Mm. And there's a lot of different history that ties us directly to America. So I think people in America should definitely come to Liberia and see um, Liberia and all it has to offer is a very, um, more than 50% of the population in Liberia are young people. So a lot of young people are doing things, they're moving, they're shaking, they're trying to make a living. And, you know, despite everything that's happened, the war situation, the, the Ebola, Liberia is so resilient. The people in Liberia would tell you, the person tell you they're all right. And if that's one thing I leave with you is Liberia is all right. We like to say Liberia is L-I-B. Life is beautiful. So I hope people will definitely come and check it out. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great jewel. And my final jewel is you heard it from, of course, Zuleika. Make sure you make it a priority to get back to the motherland. No matter how you get there, make sure you come back and you continue to come back and, and tour the whole continent, but specifically start in the West. Because uh, we know that's where a lot of our, our native um, ancestors were taken from. Of course, yeah. we need to make it to the West, Liberia included. Uh, so yeah. I'm going to go ahead really quick, Zuleika, if it's okay, I'm going to close us out in a quick prayer. And then it's been okay. a speaking with you this evening. I look forward to talking to you again. It's not the last time I know I want to do a, a live event with you, but I thank you for making yourself available, being that you're in Monrovia right now. Thank you. Cool. So I'm going to close this out real quick. Uh, Father God, we just want to thank you for uh, this opportunity to talk to one of my distant relatives, Zuleika. Uh, we thank you for uh, her her mission, her vision, and also her ministry. Uh, we thank you for allowing her to share her truth and to also share her culture uh, with myself and others that will watch this segment. 
Uh, we thank you for the ability to travel and also the ability to enlighten our minds to know uh, that this world is much bigger than the country or the continent that we live on. And so we just thank you uh, for this time and we give it all to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank <laughs> you.